Hey there, Wedding Confessionals listeners. It's Brooke just popping in to remind you that this is actually part three of our chat with Carly Blitzerhoof. So right now we're about to get into the confessionals. But if you haven't heard her actual wedding story, which is completely bonkers, make sure you hit pause and go back and check out episodes 109 and 110. And if you've already heard those, we'll sit back and enjoy these confessionals. Something borrowed, something blue. Give us all your juicy news, sensational, irrational. It's wedding confessionals. Okay, confessional number one is a long one, and I'm happy that Pammy gave it to herself. Yes. Pammy, let's get into some confessionals. <laughs> all right. Dear wedding confessionals, hi, ladies. So glad to have you back. I discovered your podcast about a month into my engagement when I was already in full panic spiral. You helped calm me down with your boozy and creative bridal breaks and helped me focus on what's really important. Lengthwise, Pammy, this one might be for you. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever someone asks me how wedding planning is going, I try to smile through the pain. This is not as fun as I thought it would be. The decisions are never ending. The opinions from family just keep coming. I can't help but vent sometimes to people who have been there, done that. The response I keep getting is sympathetic, laugh, and there's still time to just elope. With an exhausted, I wish, I laugh along with them. But the funny part is, we already did. My my wedding confession is that my fiancé and I secretly eloped. Yes. (laughs) When we got engaged in 2019, we heard immediately about how far out venues and vendors were being booked. Within two weeks, we had found the perfect venue, but their first available Saturday wasn't for almost two years. We were a little bummed, but tried to look on the bright side. I'd have even more time to stress out about making decisions. A few months into our two-year-long engagement amidst a mini breakdown, we joked about eloping. For the next couple of weeks, we both kept sprinkling the idea of eloping into conversation, but I think that we were just both testing the waters, neither of us really wanting to outright suggest it. But as we creeped up on the one-year mark until the big day, we made the decision we would elope at the courthouse exactly a year before the wedding and not tell anyone. We were so excited. It felt like when we first got engaged and all the planning stress melted away. Turns out the courthouse would be closed that day. Slight bump in the road. So we reassessed. I think that we were both slightly saddened about the idea of not having our parents there, knowing it would mean so much to them. So we tested the elopement waters with them, and they were all for it. With our parents and a mobile notary public, we made it official. It was quick and casual and perfect. Honestly, keeping the secret had actually been fun. We still use the title fiancé, when we're alone because we don't want to take away from how special the wedding will be. Although sometimes when we've had a couple of drinks too many, we call each other husband and wife and erupt in boozy giggles. (laughs) It hasn't taken away the stress of planning a big wedding. The decisions and opinions of others are still never ending. But I can't think of a better way to celebrate our first secret anniversary than surrounded by all our friends and family. Maybe one day we'll tell people, but for now, it's our little secret. Sincerely, this secretly been there, done that, bride. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. I love it. 
Yes. And I, and we had one of these before. And I think this is maybe a theme during COVID. You know, yep. you still want to wait for that big wedding day and venue and everything, but you want to get married. You don't want to wait. Like you were saying, Carly, how yeah. you were like, should I, you know, we just get pregnant. You know, you, you want to keep moving forward. But, you yeah. know, so I think this is fun. I think we might have a few of these pop up I feel like COVID like made it okay but maybe that's just going to be a thing going forward I mean this might be news to some people who are at our wedding but our wedding was actually a bit of a sham too because we had a zoom (laughs) we had a zoom wedding a month before our wedding because the only way to legally change both of our last names was in California um they won't let you combine last names in Colorado but because California is very progressive they'll let you combine your last names. So we did a Zoom wedding with the Santa Barbara courthouse um, about a a month before, just from our living room. So we were technically married um, when we had our wedding. I just, I feel like they're, yeah, COVID has, has kind of taken the stigma of that away. And I hope that's something that lasts because just do what makes sense. Yeah. You know? And I will say that I know there's also a lot of times where if you are doing a destination wedding, potentially where you're going, yeah. you, might be, you might not be able to do all the legal stuff for it. Mm-hmm. So in order to legally get married, you either do it before or after, but it's kind of fun doing it before because you get this little, this little bump in between planning this big event, you get this little mini yep. event. And I, I tell you, I've been to a courthouse wedding and actually I drove by the courthouse the other day um, down in uh, Beverly Hills and I saw this girl in this like pretty dress and I was just like shouted out my window I was like congratulations but like courthouse weddings can be very romantic they can be really exciting you walk in it's just like a room of other people also getting married and everyone is pumped it is such a fun environment so even though you hear courthouse and everyone thinks about like going to jail and trial and like but it really is (laughs) the section cornered off for the weddings is usually set up in this really cute way and it can be fun so if you need to out of necessity like you said with your name or maybe out of necessity for your mental health yeah (laughs) i say do it i love it having like a i mean that's what this whole confessional was about is how like empowering and fun it is to like have a secret with your significant other too. Like I love that's that part fun. of it where it's just like, no one else knows. Like that, that's super fun. And that's what it's about, you know? I love it. Yay. Are you ready to move on to number two? Let's okay. do it. Um, <clears throat> Hi, wedding confessionals, ladies, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and guest. I have a logistical question for you about planning transportation. Okay, we'll put our logistical hats on. And we're sober today, so that's good. Yeah. You picked a good day to do this, Pam. Um, (laughs) I am in the wedding planning process, and before I send out invites to my guests all around the U.S. and internationally, I wanted to know how you go about planning slash offering transportation to guests. Okay, cool. Um, Because our wedding venue is in the middle of nowhere and about an hour and a half to two hours from a major airport... I want to provide guests with a hired bus to take them to and from the venue. The problem is, this is a chicken and egg situation. Do I decide on a time the bus will pick people up slash drop them off at the airport? Or do I ask that those who RSVP what time they think their flights would come in? People usually don't book flights out super far in advance, and I would love to cross this off the list. I'm not sure the appropriate time to make the booking for the hired bus, though. 
I don't want people to say no to the invites because they don't want to rent a car or figure out how to get to and from the venue and the airport. But if there are too many people coming in at odd times, then I won't be able to provide a hired bus for them all. I'm also thinking of putting together a carpool sign up. So if someone does want to rent a car and would be open to carpooling with other guests, they could split the cost of the rental car. Or is all of that too complicated? I would love your thoughts on how to go about this. Thanks from transportation planning is taxing. Sorry, I tried. <laughs> I love that. Thank like you it. for trying. Yeah, no, it's very cute. I like the pun. I like the pun. <laughs> okay, so it's interesting that our guest did plan sort of a kind of big remote destination wedding. How far was your venue from the Denver airport? Two hours. Oh, okay. What did yeah. you do? So I went through pretty much spiraling through all the same questions. I was like, should we have a, should we hire a private shuttle? Should we, you know, like try to get people to carpool? Ultimately we didn't do any of that. We provided the different ways to get to like on our wedding website, there's a train from the Denver airport. We provided the times linked to the schedule. I mean, everyone coming to a destination wedding presumably like understands that there's going to be some expectation on them to get there. And like, you can't, take everyone you can't take all of that on like if you try to take everyone's planning on you're gonna go insane and that is something that I had to let go of early and that's hard for me because I wanted to make sure everyone like didn't feel pressure to spend too much or you know all of that but ultimately like I encouraged my friends who knew each other to coordinate if they could and carpool together if they could but I wasn't like doing sign-up sheets and stuff like that because it just would have been too much um but there were, you know, there were a few different ways of getting to the venue. And, and I mean, it was definitely a little complicated, but try not to overcomplicate it because I feel like you could easily try to coordinate every single person's um, plans, but ultimately you'll drive yourself insane. So we gave people the rental car information. We gave people the bus information. We gave people a private shuttle number. We gave people the train information and left it up to them to coordinate it. And everyone made it there. So really having the website as sort of the hub of suggestions yeah. more than dictating this is what we're going to do. Exactly. Okay. I mean, ultimately, like a bus, people will just get in at too many different times. So I feel like that's kind of hard to make a bus work. Like buses work going between like reception and, you know, ceremony and stuff like that because it's everyone's finishing at a single time. But I feel like even if you knew everyone's flights, the chance that you could arrange a bus all to be at the right time would be hard. Probably. Yeah, I, I think that also, I wouldn't be surprised if this person who wrote in is thinking about a bus because you do hear a lot of times about people taking a bus from like the hotel to the venue, right. another way. But that usually on top of just like managing shuffling people in on time is also kind of about drinking so that they don't have yeah. to worry about driving back home. So that's one of the reasons why they do buses. I don't, I'm with you. I don't think many people are going to have any expectation for you to be providing uh, transportation from the airport to the location. What do you think, Pam? Yeah, agreed. Yep. I think I think this of all of your worries is not on your plate. Provide the information and people yep. will get there. And then once it's like wedding time, then that's you. But getting getting there, people should be able to 
get themselves there. Yeah. And I think the cool thing about, and maybe this will take the pressure off of you of the guilt, because uh, I think you have a little bit of guilt of the idea of people spending yeah. too much money on you is that if you in the website are providing all the different options, you know, you give people, you save them on time of having to do the research. So that's nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. But also it'll be probably a couple different price points. So people can kind of decide in that way. Also, it sounds like your wedding's pretty far out. If you're planning this like remote destination, so you're giving people enough time to potentially save because a lot of times when you're going on a destination wedding that is really far away from you are it you do consider like a vacation. Mm -hmm. So people Mm -hmm. just kind of know ahead of time I am saving for this. I also had a wedding that was not near an airport. I think it was two, two and a half hours from the closest Mm -hmm. airport. And unbeknownst to me, my friends carpooled. I didn't know it. They just planned like they landed within an hour of each other at the same airport. And a couple of them shared other ones from New York City met at this one place and they all took a car up. So, you know, you'd be surprised how people on their own are thinking about ways to one, save money and two, have an extra time to hang out with their friends. So people that know each other, either family or friends, they're going to people are going to naturally start doing this again. If you want to take the guilt, you could maybe shoot an email. Hey, guys, like, you know, just an idea if you wanted to carpool. But, you know, also some people might have different vibes. Like some people might prefer to drive alone. And the idea Mm -hmm. of being on a bus is like, oh, I have car sickness or I, you know, I just I want to stop when I want to stop. I want to make this a road trip. So don't think that if you don't provide a bus, you're taking away something, because I think for a lot of people, part of the adventure of going on a destination wedding is getting there. And that can be a lot of fun. You might even want to, again, trying to think of ways to alleviate your guilt. If there's cute things to see along the way between the airport and where you're going, put that on the Mm -hmm. website, you know, like cute spot, like a restaurant, if there's a cute shop, if there's like a, a cool fruit or some other kind of stand that's very local to where you are, so that you make the trip from the airport to the destination part of the fun. Maybe that'll yeah. kind of help relieve your guilt because I don't think you're going to be able to relieve everyone's like price points. I think it just is what it is. But if you can yeah. kind of make it as like enjoyable as possible. Yeah. I mean, as a type A person, I totally get that. But like, ultimately, you have to have faith that like, they're going to be able to figure it out. You know, like, that's yeah. hard. It's hard to let go of that and be like, but is everyone going to make it? Like, I, do I need to make sure everyone is there? Like, they're going to they'll figure it out. You know, like people, people will show up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. It's hard because you do think about when you're planning a wedding about, okay, so I need to make sure that everyone understands the timeline, but also like where they're eating. Do I need to think about dietary issues? Okay. What about if I have a gift bag in the room? Do I make sure that there's sunscreen look because we're going to be outside? Yeah. Start spiraling. Mm. I did the same thing. I get it. And then you're not sleeping because you're thinking about the smallest little, should I put dental floss in the greeting bag? Oh my God. Yes, I literally would wake up. I would wake up and be like, we picked the wrong thing for the altitude kit. And Elliot's like, it's gonna be okay. Like, it's okay. Yeah, people are people uh, fend for themselves better than you think. And I get it the guilt of having to have a destination wedding, you feel bad, you want to provide like you said, you wanted to have Carly wanted to have the best wedding possible and the best I think, focus more on the wedding and the the, from the moment they arrive at this destination of making that time until they leave is fun as possible. That's really in your hands. That's where you become the visionary. But Mm -hmm. them getting there, leave it up to them. That's on them. Yep. Yeah, take it (laughs) off your plate. Isn't that nice, girl? You could just take that or guy whoever's writing in just take it off your plate. Yeah, it's gone. We we took it away from you right now. Take yep. it, take it, and just throw it into the ether. Not your responsibility. Yeah, check, check it off. Check, <laughs> scratch that out. <laughs> Ooh, number three. Okay, wait. Carly's is shorter than mine. Yes. 
<laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> also, mine just says, hi, Brooke and Pam. They don't even like me. <laughs> we'll, we'll add and guest. And guest. Rude. <laughs> Not even the dog got a shout out. <laughs> hi, Brooke and Pam. Also me. Um <laughs> It's okay. I mean, <laughs> your guys' advice. I, I feel like you guys, you you have more experience than anyone I know, I feel like, with the years of the podcasting. I have to tell you, like, I'm still kind of fangirling that I'm, like, on this podcast <laughs> right now reading a confessional. What? Um, you um, were on a wedding website for your wedding. That's yeah. super cool. <laughs> it, it, yeah. I, I would say it's, like, a close number, two to being on this podcast. <laughs> Um, hi, Brooke and Pam. I need advice. But first, thank you for making these amazing episodes. I can't imagine what I would do without you both. BTW, you are my bridal break. So here's the tea. My fiance and I got engaged last year and finally set a date for May of next year. We're going to Mexico and we'll be bringing my family because it's very small and it'll be easier for my future husband to have his family come. He's from Mexico originally. I am stuck on whether or not I should invite my biological father. I talk to him maybe two or three times a year. I know, well, fear he will make a huge deal if he sees photos or hears that my future husband and I got married and never told him. So here's my question. Should I invite him? And if I do, where should I have him stay? My immediate family and my fiance's immediate family are staying with us at an Airbnb on the beach. His mom prefers to be in her own Airbnb. So should I do the same thing for my dad and his wife? Or is that rude? From not a Mamma Mia movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh interesting okay so hmm i'm trying to like sort the dynamics here in my mind yes okay well it, it was interesting for me what i pulled out of this was that should i invite him at all she feels like he would be upset and i'm like that is a huge dynamic of he's not mm-hmm. like you talk to him a few times a year and you wouldn't invite him um but that said, for me, I would say invite him. That puts it, takes it off of you and puts it on him, whether he wants to join the festivities or not. And I think that you're completely fine to get him a different Airbnb. You know, if he's not a, not a part of your daily life as, you know, your, your um, future in-laws and, and, you know, and your parents or your mom and... I think he'll be fine. I don't think his expectations would be that he would need to be there with, you know, all of them. So I think getting an Airbnb near or around where you're setting up the other one would work. Yeah, I don't think that's rude at all, especially given the fact that your future husband's mom is going to be in her own Airbnb. I think that that gives you a totally legitimate reason. Like we've already booked this for this. You don't even have to clarify that, especially you only talk to him a few times a year. Just say, you're invited. Here are some places to stay nearby. Um, as long as inviting him isn't going to be a huge cloud or stress over the wedding. If it's just kind of like, okay, I could have him there or not, then fine. Then invite him so you don't have to deal with the blowback. But I mean, it's something to think about if it's really going to be a cloud over your day. But it doesn't seem like that was the issue. It seemed like the Airbnb part of it was the issue, which I don't feel like that's rude at all. Yeah, I um I'm confused actually. So she got in- engaged last year. Does her dad know that she's engaged? She just he just doesn't know that there's a wedding being planned. I mean, if you're engaged, she knows something's possibly being True. planned. 
I don't know if I, I think springing it. Here's the thing. If you do not invite him, I think telling him that you had a wedding after the fact, I think that's, that's going to probably blow up in your face. That's pr- if you, if you do have a relationship where you see him two or three times a year, this is someone really in your life. Like mm-hmm. maybe not a lot, but still two or three times a year is not nothing mm-hmm. to then after the fact, tell him that you got married, I think would probably, he would read that as very hurtful. Mm-hmm. He would feel like it's one thing if you said, Oh, we're just going to have like a tiny wedding. We're doing it in Mexico. Like, you know, we're, we'll maybe have like a little get together afterwards when we get back or we'll, you know, make sure to come by. If you want to phrase it like that, that's mm-hmm. one thing. But I think not telling him at all until after it's done, I could see that doing real damage to your already kind of fragile relationship. Because mm-hmm. if you make the decision you don't want him to come and that's the decision you make, then stand by your decision. But I think hiding behind it and not telling him till later, I think might blow up in your face. But here's the thing. You see this guy two or three times a year, which means you have like you seem to vibe with him good enough. Um, I think that the wedding, it sounds like, you know, you have a couple of different spaces. People are saying that means you're not going to have to be on top of him as much as you want to. Also, he might like to, you know, kind of have his own space. Mm -hmm. He might prefer not to stay in the same house as his ex-wife. You know what I mean? Like, or like, you know, baby mom, her parents ever got married, but you know what I mean? Like whatever it is, like I could see he might actually prefer that space as well. And it's not like, it's not like you're all staying at a hotel and you refuse to let him stay at the hotel where it's obvious he would be able to stay when it comes to airbnbs like you do get to a point where you know houses are only built normally to have a certain number of bedrooms so if you already just have a house that's pretty big and fits you know it's four bedroom house like it's understandable you can't add another bedroom in order to include him it's just we're trying to make space for people where we can so Mm -hmm. the fact that you're already doing an airbnb situation i don't think it would be weird in my opinion if you genuinely want to continue to have him in your life and you have a pleasant experience when you do see him, I say invite him. Absolutely. If it's the Airbnb thing, that's the stressful part of it. Like definitely don't stress about that. Like if that's, if that's what's holding you back, like it's not a big deal to have him stay at a different Airbnb in my. And the other thing just to kind of take some weight off you is that, I mean, I'm sure by listening to this podcast, you know, you are not the first person to get married and have one of your parents not be super close to you, but still attend. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, it is completely fine. Everyone's usually on their best behavior anyway, because you're at this, you know, you're at an event that's very important. And also, even though you're having kind of a smaller wedding, you do get kind of, you know, shuffled around a little bit. So it's not like you're just talking to your father nonstop for a long weekend. Like that's not what's happening here. There's going to be a lot of other people. You have different little things going on. So I think you check in with him sometimes and then sometimes you're hanging out with other people. And I think it, I think it will be less shitty than you think. Cause I think that's part of her issue, right? Is that she's kind of like, is this going to suck? I think it'll be okay. It'll be fine. And I mean, if you want to continue to have your life and also you want him to have a good relationship with your future husband, I think having him come to your future husband's it sounds like hometown or at least like the country where his family's from I think is a good way to connect and for them to sort of get on you know what I mean like start out on the right foot yeah for your dad to see where your future husband is from and meet his family like that's a real connection this mean you are you are blending families that's what's happening at this point so that could mm-hmm. also potentially be a good foundation for the two of them to get along because I imagine moving forward when you continue to see him two or three times a year more often than not, your husband will be with you and potentially if you have a family. So get the ball rolling and kind of get everybody as connected as possible. It could potentially be a plus. 
but I'm an optimist. Absolutely. I love that vision. You just spun a whole, a whole tale. Yeah. <laughs> I just think it's cool going to where his family's from. I think it's really fun. Also, man, yeah, I, I just want to go to Mexico. Too. It's been a while. <laughs> I mean, man, it sounds like that you could have mar- an invite. Listen, you could have margaritas. I just don't know how everyone's not going to get along if margaritas are always an option. <laughs> Absolutely. True. Yeah, right. Corona, get it flowing. Who's going to Mexico and having a bad time? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, we finished all the confessionals. That was it. Are you ready to get to some bridal breaks? Yeah. Yeah. Bridal breaks are not only suggestions we give to brides, but also grooms or anyone helping to plan with a wedding of things that have nothing to do with wedding planning so that we enjoy our lives and not get too upset about Take a breather. the stress of planning a wedding. Yes. You're still a full person with interests that not are just cool. Wedding. You're still cool. Yes. You're a very relaxed and cool person. And Pam's so going to cool. make you very <laughs> relaxed with that drink. I saw it over her shoulder and I'm in. So I'll let you definitely go first, Pammy. All right. So this one I found on Pinterest. Um, she has a blog, Dash of Jazz blog, and it's called a bourbon gingerbread hot cocoa. Mm. Can yes. I just rant real quick that Starbucks yeah. no longer has the gingerbread latte during the holidays and I'm what? livid. Sorry. Go ahead. Rude. Right? Well, maybe this will take the, you know, you could probably the leave off. out the bourbon if you needed to. I won't. Okay. Um, I will. So it's your, <laughs> yes. Oh, the pregnant lady has to hear the cocktail story. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, you could just leave out the last one. Yeah, so leave out the bourbon. It's hot cocoa, cocoa powder, milk, ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, molasses, brown sugar, mm. a little sprinkle of sea salt, and then bourbon whiskey. That sounds so good. Yeah. <laughs> you should definitely try that, even without the bourbon. I I'm going to go make a hot chocolate right now. (laughs) (laughs) So Carly, what is your bridal break? Okay, well, my bridal break is definitely not going to make you cooler because it's a really nerdy bridal break, but I I, love whatever our guests bring. It's always such a TBD situation. (laughs) (laughs) So I spent the first few months of pregnancy with really bad morning sickness. And the only thing that would distract me was this really cheesy, but amazing fantasy novel series called A Court of Thorn and Roses that is like fairies and fantasy, but then like secretly is also kind of like erotica. Like it's it's not marketed as erotica, but like some of the scenes are like, okay, (laughs) what? What's happening here? Um, so 10 out of 10. No, recommend. I have a question. How far into the book where you were like, okay, fantasy novel before it got horny and you were like, oh, okay. Not that far. Did you know ahead of time that it was going to go that route or were you No, shocked? I mean, like I, I had seen some people talk about it or, you know, influencers or whatever be like, I'm reading this book, A Court of Thorn and Roses. And like, it's steamy. And I was like, okay, there's like some steamy moments, but like, it was straight up soft court porn at part. Like, <laughs> Elliot would look over and I'd be like, what? Don't look at me. I'm like, I'm blushing. <laughs> and I like, don't get embarrassed that easily, but man. And it's honestly, I mean, I was like having morning sickness. So it's not even like I was in the mood, but it was very distracting and it was nicely distracting. And so I felt like, and there are like five books in the series and I read them all. <laughs> so. Nice. Wow, I love it. So I I would say 
just let yourself indulge in something fluffy and cheesy. And I feel like anything that can distract you from like morning sickness should hopefully also be able to distract you from wedding planning stress. That's a good suggestion. I love it. (laughs) That's good. Okay, my bridal break, I have two. They're not even remotely related. Of course. But I just over the I just stumbled across these things. One is very timely because this is coming out in December and this is kind of a holiday podcast. Okay. So you know I love podcasts. Yes. I mean, I have mm. a, I don't know if you know this, but I co-host a podcast about weddings. Yeah. Anyway. What? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's fun. It's a little, little side thing. Um anyway, so the podcast that I have I listened to in the past and it's it's up again this season is it's called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast with Danny Pellegrino and Jenna Brewster. So Danny Pellegrino already has a really very popular, like everyone loves this podcast called Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. He covers, sometimes he recaps TV shows like reality TV, but he also has like kind of a pop culture recap. Sometimes he interviews people. Like he's kind of all over anything to do with pop culture. He's kind of covering it. Okay. So this podcast specifically he does with his friend Jenna and they recap holiday movies. And sometimes it's like big iconic ones like Home Alone. Other times it's like Hallmark movies. Right. Anything that's like new on Netflix, they cover. So I think this is either their second or third holiday season. But they did Hocus Pocus already um, earlier earlier this fall. So basically, they're making it so every holiday season, they get back together and just do do more movies or whatever. So it's kind of fun because if you're in kind of like a holiday mood, you can kind of listen to this and it feels sort of like holiday-ish. Yeah. And they cover a bunch of different stuff. And Danny is so funny to begin with. And the two of them have, I mean, they're friends to begin with. So the combo of their chemistry is great. Right. It's really fun. It's really lighthearted. And it's kind of fun because like if you like podcasts, the recap shows just very popular anyway. Recapping holiday movies that you either already love or like corny Hallmark ones you don't even know exist that are just like, I need to see this train wreck now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that's um, my first um, bridal break. My okay. second one, again, nothing related to this, but there is an Instagram <laughs> account that I found, God, I want to say like a month ago. She's only been around for a few months. I saw like in one of her uh, um, slides or whatever, but she's really big on, I would say like more Instagram stories, some reels and some, she's just kind of like her whole package of her Instagram account. And her name is Cynthia Lee. And her Instagram account is at Cynthia Lee, just one E. So L-E and then the number's 13. Obviously, this is all in the show notes. So Cynthia Lee, 13. And what she's done is she is currently working from home, but she wanted to keep making sure that she's sort of dressed up. So every day she shows you sort of her cute outfit of the day, but her whole vibe is like, hey, even if you're working from home, make sure you kind of do some self-care and like have on a cute, fun outfit. But she doesn't buy like really expensive stuff. She's always like, hey, I got this deal or I have this sweater from three years ago. This is how I'm reinventing it with these shoes. And she's all about like re-wearing what you have, but making sensible choices when you buy new stuff. And it's really cute. And it's just like every morning you just get to see Cynthia put on a cute little outfit. She does like a re- <laughs> recap at the end of the week but it's very much like just kind of about like hey like take a minute and make sure because I know a lot of us are working from home or Mm -hmm. aren't leaving the house a lot especially the last year and some of us are still either due to childcare or just the way that the job market has changed and it's kind of a fun way to kind of remember to like during the day it can be really hard sometimes to kind of like not stay in your pajamas. Um, yep. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> but she doesn't do like really fussy outfits. It's all kind of like, like it might be some trousers, but they're really comfortable. Oh, and I'm looking at her page right now. It's isn't so she cute. so cute? Um, and she, um, she also like, it's so casual. Sometimes there's a dog walking in the background or like her nephew walks in. It's like so cute. 
But um, also she does like a week on the reel. She'll do like a weekly recap of really quick, like her outfits. And she always has links to where if it's new, where you bought oh, it. Cute. But she's really fun. And I think she's got like a really happy vibe. Other thing is if you are on the shorter side, a lot of her tips are about being petite because I think she's like 5'1". Funny enough, I love her. I'm 5'10". Like all those tips are not helpful, but I'm not glad they're out there for our short queens. <laughs> Please make sure to, to check her out because she has really good tips about how to like, I bought these pants. They were too big. So I did this and this and this to make it work. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so Cynthia Lee. Are you, yeah, we, we have a new follower already. Man, this is aspirational. <laughs> Isn't she I cute? thought you were going to say that she's someone who styles just from the waist up. I was like, I could get behind that. No, but she I... is kind of like, but she'll be honest. She'll be like, and you could wear with these shoes or these shoes, but I'm not wearing shoes. So whatever. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't care. Anyway, so yeah, kind of work from home outfits and she's really cute. So that is my bridal break, guys. Woohoo! Those are good bridal breaks. I like Thank those. you. You did it, buddy. Yes. <laughs> I will say, LL, so our buddy Lauren, told us you have to talk to Carly. You have to hear the story. <laughs> did it live up at all? Um, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes. I was Definitely. like, is, I don't, when you said that, I was like, is our story even that crazy? And then, like, once I remembered about fire, I was like, yeah, I mean, you <laughs> throw fire in, like, it always sounds a little crazy, but dramatic. I like it. It and, definitely, then it, and then at the end was like the best wedding ever and you had a blast and you have all these happy memories. It's like what it's all about. To have that moment of our wedding was just, it was really special. Like I, I got kind of emotional talking about it, um, <laughs> but I really... Thank you for letting me talk about it again. This is great. Also, I think it's really good that you came on the podcast because it sounds like you have a terrible memory and you'll be able to go back to this podcast to remember what happened. Yes. (laughs) Unless I fucked it all up. But I don't (laughs) think I did. I was left with plenty of guidance. This whole thing was total fiction. Honestly, good. I'm in. Gonna... I know. Okay, well, my mom corroborated like at least a little of the story. <laughs> totally. My mom was like, there was indeed a PowerPoint. It was hilarious. Um, <laughs> oh, I think Elliot's here. Come say bye. I'm saying bye. Did she give you enough material? Apparently, it's going to be a three-parter. A three-parter? <laughs> a Carly three-parter? <laughs> It was really nice meeting you. I look forward to the podcast. I told them how Jake was like hanging on to the end on Saturday night. And he's like, not a partier. And he was like, I'm staying. Oh, and then they woke up Sunday morning at like 6 a.m. to watch Formula One. Oh my gosh. Priorities, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You fall (laughs) in love with the European sport. You're, you're a slave to it. It's insane. Okay. I've literally taken up your time for three and a half hours. So we're almost done. You ready? Okay. Yes. <laughs> so now that Carly has uh, graciously given us her time, um, the the gift is that she gets to watch us via Zoom quiz Pam mm-hmm. about. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> My favorite part. She knows about the podcast. All right, Pammy. Let's... I tried to memorize the telephone number so I could say it, but my memory's so bad. I... <laughs> We're going to quiz you. Okay. <laughs> Unless you want me to quiz you, it's up to you. You want me to watch Pam? Pammy, Pam. we tried. I tried, I know. Pam. It's all good. Uh, what, is, uh, what is our website? Weddingconfessionals.com. From there, you can find links to all of our social media handles. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we on? <laughs> Where are we on social media? We are on Instagram, yeah. Facebook, yes. 
Twitter, yeah. TikTok, Pinterest. Yes. You can find us all over. Yeah, we, we're all over the internet. Can't get rid of us. Um, also on the website, you can find links to our show notes. So every time we're talking about anything within the podcast about her wedding or any sort of links we can give, they're going to be in the show notes there. So go ahead and check them out there. Um, we want you to send us your confessionals. Um, keep them coming. Tell us your they're stories. so good. Tell us your questions. We love to hear them. We love to hear from you. Um, there are three ways you can send very anonymous, anonymous guys. We've been recording for a while. And I think yes. at this very moment, you're done. My brain just stopped. <laughs> They're Mine always too. anonymous. I'm leaving this in. It's fine. I'm not perfect. People know. Um, one way is to send us an email. Pammy, what's our email address? Weddingconfessionals at gmail.com. Also, Carly, what's the phone number? No, I said I tried. <laughs> Okay, that's 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 a negative for college. Like I, I remember that you like said it in like a rhythm. <laughs> I, I listened to I listened to Lauren's last night. And, All right, yeah. Pammy. Yes, it's been a couple weeks. I feel like you should at least get three, maybe four of them. What is our phone number? Four three four. Yes. Six three three. No, nine nine three three. How do we get you to remember the nine? I don't know. That was I so totally close, have though. a mental block. There is a Broadway musical called Nine, correct? Yeah. Let's try to remember. Okay. I'll look at you I and I'll go. I'll go seven. Broadway, and then you'll go like <laughs> nine, and we'll at least get to that. Okay. So it's four three four nine three three two six six three four three four nine three three two six six three. Also on our website, you can link to a tab that says what, Pammy. Tell us your secrets. Yes. From there, there is a form. You don't have to give us your email address, your mm -hmm. phone number, nothing. You just put in whatever cutesy little uh, name you want and then type in your drama, hit or send. Not, not cutesy. No pressure. But That's Or true. just a series of letters. Yeah. Yeah. Like the <laughs> our Apple reviewer. Yes. Just let your cat walk on the keyboard and call it a day. <laughs> um, speaking of the next thing I was going to say was make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts specifically the the algorithm there really does bump us a lot every time you get a new review so help out brides and grooms to help us find this fun little corner of the internet yeah um, speaking of Apple Podcasts Pammy mm -hmm. that is one of the podcast providers that has our podcast there are, there are two more in the A's what are they Amazon yes. and Audible. There are two C's. You got them last time. Castbox yes. and Castro. There are two D's. Deezer and Downcast. Oh my God! There's one G. Google. Google Podcast. I'll give it to you. There is okay. one I. Um. There's an I. Yes. I don't know the I. I heart. Mm, I, heart radio. I do know I, I know S. What I is know that? S. Stitcher. Stitcher. Yes. Because yes. that's where I listen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Stitcher. Okay. Besides iHeartRadio, the next one is Overcast, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Pod Paradise, Podtail, Podcast Addict, Podcast Land, Podcast Republic, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, and also if you shout at Alexa or Siri, Wedding Confessionals Podcast, it will play. It will. And that is it. Guys, we did it. Woo! We did it. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> so good. And you got to see Ruth. 
It's the whole experience of being a guest on the podcast. Multiple interruptions. You had a tuna melt. It's been a day. Yeah. You had a tuna melt. You met my mom. My dad's out there. I'm not going to have you meet me because he'll never stop talking. (laughs) Oh, um, we're mutual friends. David Kanterwitz. I went to high school with him. What? He's like one of my, he was one of my best friends in high school. Yeah. Shut up. My, Did you go my to his high wedding? School, I didn't oh, go okay. to his wedding, which was on New Year's. Yes. And amazing. But um, we, we like lost touch for a while. And then when I moved back to LA, we like got back in touch and yeah, I love him. He's Aww. amazing. Isn't he the sweetest? He's the best. He did our logo. He did. He, the logo you see is David. So yeah, let's David. end with a little love to David. Yes. David Kantrowitz, I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, guys. Thank you so much, Carly. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next Thanks time. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you next week, Pammy. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Andy Schreier for our adorable theme song. And David Kantrowitz for our fantastic logo. And Ramsey Millette and Brian Maylard for their technical support. If you want to learn more about our show, where you got to go, Pam? Check out our website, weddingconfessionals.com. That's it, girl. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.